0: Hey y'all, this one's gonna be a hard week to share, but I'm trying to be real, so here we go. I had a rough incident this week. It was related to one of my children. I felt a trusted adult had not been kind to them and taken advantage of them. So this wasn't marriage related, obviously, but I think the principles in this process apply in any relationship that you feel you've been wronged. In this case, an adult and I exchanged a couple of emails over the circumstance and after I explained how my child felt, this person remained unapologetic. I was quite surprised by their lack of taking responsibility or being able to see the situation from my child's perspective. I found my mind spinning in comebacks to prove my point, and it consumed a lot of my time. These comebacks created more and more discontent and even anger. Instead of being productive in happy and healthy ways, I was full of judgment towards this person. I haven't been that upset at anyone in a long time. I've found difficult circumstances involving my children are especially emotionally charged for me and difficult to not be defensive and contentious. Even my sleep was disturbed as I tossed and turned over this injustice. I just knew I was right. And that this person was wrong. I said as much in my email to them in the past, I would have told several friends and family members about what had happened it always felt helpful to have people in my court agreeing with me that i was justified in being upset it felt validating but in this situation i kept sharing with anyone to a minimum which was hard but it felt good and the reason why it felt good is because i've been trying and praying lately to think celestial I felt multiple times not to express certain thoughts. Part of thinking celestial for me has been to think differently than I normally think and say, and not say things that I normally would. This requires being a little bit more careful and intentional before expressing myself. Things I wouldn't think twice about. I've come to question. There are times that things I might say have felt very acceptable and normal, and I As I catch myself, I realize that what I would have said wasn't how Christ would think. It's not necessarily really wrong or bad, but it's not how he would think. And I am being challenged to think in a holier way. The spirit is nudging me to seek Christ in every thought or to try to channel the voice of Christ, his will, his mind, and his word. Light and knowledge and truth are available when I listen for guidance, I'm being shown how to think about things differently. And the spirit gives me impressions, like how to think about, um, I guess, how to respond or not respond. And this is an amazing gift of the spirit. I feel like it is a way to be more pure, more holy, more kind, charitable, more like the savior. I'm trying to be flawlessly obedient to the spirit when i hear and recognize his voice sometimes just before i say something i'm told don't say it <laughs> it's hard to obey especially when i think it's clever or funny but i'm getting a little better and i'm feeling spiritual power as i'm able to obey i love this quote by henry b Iring. he said and he gave this at a devotional at byui The Holy Ghost leads through feelings of light, happiness, joy, and peace. The contrasting voice of Satan will be anger, resentment, hate, and confusion. One voice is most always louder than the other. Satan will forcefully tempt with loud, jarring, emphatic thoughts. But the Holy Ghost speaks in a still, small voice and encourages instead of demands. One of the tools, and this is still Eyring speaking, that I used after realizing that there was a difference in voices and methods was to pay attention more intently to all the voices and thoughts that were vying for attention within my mind. Doesn't this sound like coaching? I noted that the voice of the adversary was so much louder and disagreeable than I ever imagined. (laughs) This was useful for me, In that I realized whatever Satan was trying to rail against, there was always a counteractive prompting the Holy Ghost was trying to give. I began to analyze particular thoughts, taking notice of the tone and the tenor, and then I would obey the opposite, more quiet prompting, knowing where each thought or prompting was coming from and from whom. So this gift can be acquired and stay with me or with you. The more often we listen and obey each time we are directed, the more frequently we will receive instruction. So far, I've listened some of the time, but not all the time. When this situation came up with my child, I didn't listen. I had so much negative going on in my thoughts about this person that the spirit was not with me and I could not feel his presence. This went on for hours. Like when I was thinking of all the comebacks, when I realized the spirit was gone, I noted it. I wanted to rectify it. I actually noticed it when I was trying to do family history work and I was completely stuck and I was not getting any help. And usually I ask for one small second and I get lots of help and the heavens were silent and I noticed it. The thought that came to me was that I was being contentious with this person and therefore the spirit wasn't with me. That realization stung. I was just defending my child. So I fought that thought. But eventually I knew that in order to have the spirit with me, I was going to need a broken heart and a contrite spirit. So if you can relate this in any way to your marriage difficulties and struggles, then this will be helpful to you. This is a basic law of the gospel. And something I promised to do is to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit, but it is so hard. And I did not want to humble myself. As I meditated on this situation, I realized that I had I'd had two options. The easiest and best option would have been to not act or write that email in frustration and anger in the first place. I could have prayed. I could have waited for time to pass. I could have breathed deeply. I could have allowed my emotions and asked for the spirit to soften my heart. I could have done a model on what I was thinking. I could have shared my opinions in a kinder way. What I realized was that this option would have been much easier than apologizing and undoing what I'd said. I didn't feel reprimanded by the spirit. As I thought about things this way, it just felt more like instruction. The scripture came to my mind. I give unto men or women weakness that they may be humble. And my grace is sufficient for all men or women that humble themselves before me. A comforting next thought was that whether I made an apology And processed emotions, or I didn't become contentious in the email in the first place, I was redeemed through Christ's atonement. He wipes the slate clean every time. He's already fixed it. No matter my decision, as long as I acknowledge what I've done, try to change, say sorry, that's the wonder of the Savior's sacrifice. He heals us when we demonstrate a contrite spirit and broken heart meaning we're willing to be teachable and humble. I'm trying to use this power in my life right now. I want to become more sanctified and holy in this life. Everything I do today qualifies me for the blessings of having the spirit with me. The spirit can make my earthly experience unimaginably more wonderful. I found I can't underestimate the blessings of having my life more aligned with Christ. Elder Melvin J. Ballard explained, do not let any of us imagine that we can go down to the grave, not having overcome the corruptions of the flesh, and then lose in the grave all our sins and evil tendencies. They will be with us. They will be with the spirit when separated from the body. Every man and woman who is putting off until the next life, the task of correcting and overcoming the weakness of the flesh are sentencing, sentencing themselves to years of bondage, For no man or woman will come forth in the resurrection until he has completed his work. I'm choosing to do as much of this work that Elder Ballard is talking about as is possible right now. I think it will be easier to do here than after I die. I also want the blessings associated with overcoming my weaknesses sooner rather than later. The end of the story is that I emailed an apology, which took me a while to construct as my mind was still screaming at the injustice of it all. But when I click send, I got the greatest feeling of peace and the spirit back. I felt a sense of God smiling on my efforts to be willing to have the spirit with me continually. He realized the cost and he was happy with me. His work and his glory is to bring to pass our immortality and eternal life mine and yours. And our making our way back to him as messy as it may look is our ultimate gift to him. He wants to be with us right before I sent the apology, the thought crossed my mind. Maybe I didn't have my own back or my child's back. I gave up, I gave in, but the spirit quickly taught me this was false. Satan is quick to undo the progress we're trying to make, and he is relentless. That's why I was spinning in negativity so long that day. The person I emailed back and forth knows how my child and I feel, and it appears they aren't going to change their mind. So it's in the past now, and that's a circumstance which we know we can't change those. So my child and I now have the option to be who we want to be and find peace in Christ or stew and spin in our thoughts and fight against what is and possibly not be able to have the spirit with us. So those are my thoughts this week, and I hope they help someone. And I hope you are having a wonderful holiday season and seeking and expe- expecting and experiencing the miracles that we are promised as we follow God's plan. All right, we'll see you next time. And thanks so much for listening.